Thank you for joining us here at ID Sports. We're talking NFL Week 9. We're talking the best players, some of the biggest disappointments of the week, and all the things that are going to affect you when we're talking about our rear view pick for Sportsbook and some fantasy football. Let's go. Steve, how you doing today? Doing great, man. You know, just watching the Steelers as we're as we're recording this. They're already up seven nothing. Need a miracle from Najee and the Steelers defense. So here we go. I know a lot of people in that boat. Uh, Kerber was talking to me earlier today from our college football channel. Just 13 points from the Pittsburgh defense. So he's looking for that interception. A lot of people there are looking for two fumbles in a sack or, or <laughs> something of the like. But let's jump into the news, Steve. You took our care of our traffic report. Let's get into it. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. Still not used to all these drops, <laughs> but um, all right. So the first, the first big thing was uh, the big news of significance is Deshaun Jackson is signing with the Raiders. Um, he was waived by the the Rams after he, they couldn't find a trade parting partner for him. So he is going to the Raiders. Uh, he is looking to take over that Henry Ruggs role. So we'll see how it goes there. Um, so and some- to take care of that Henry Ruggs role. Um- as his father, maybe? I don't know. Um, not <laughs> hey, very hey, interested there. Deshaun Jackson, the ultimate boomer bust, probably the greatest boomer bust wide receiver, possibly of all time. I'm just, can't, I can't get excited on this Raiders team with Derek Carr, seeing how Ruggs was playing, not outside of his mind even before uh, everything went down. So, uh, Deshaun Jackson, is that really the biggest news story of the week? I mean, that's the biggest signing. I mean, until we know where Odell Beckham Jr. is going. Um, because he was officially put on waivers this week. <laughs> uh, you, there's going to be someone who's going to sign him. Um, in injury news, Trevor Lawrence has a low ankle sprain considered day to day. Chase Edmonds left the game with a high ankle sprain. He is uh, he's going to be out at least three to four games. Michael Thomas. It was announced late last week. Um, I, I covered it. I covered it on the show as well. But I want to recover it here. He is going to miss the um, rest of the season. He's had multiple setbacks with his injury. And that that's just a shame because Michael Thomas mm-hmm. was supposed to have surgery in the off season. Put it off. Put it off. Put it off. Waited for the season, and we were told he was still going to make it back in time. Well, time's up, and your season's over. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself in the off season. If the, if you got to have a minor minor surgery get it done get it out of the way in yeah in, in february yeah agreed um a, a surprise a surprise injury that we talked about on the live stream yeah. that tua was um it, that tua had the the it, the injury in the middle in his middle finger on his throwing hand uh that is that they're unsure if he's going to play thursday night football so jacoby Brissett has to be ready and that to uh, me is a big disappointment too because uh, yeah. Tua is, is a player that we've talked about. He needs to get six good games in a row under his belt. There, there's speculation he may not be the guy. He'll be traded. I think he's looked good this season. People mention garbage time, but yeah. garbage time counts as playtime, and he's putting up stats, and, and he looked good. He just can't get from the hips the thing into missing games in the NFL. He just needs to stay on the field. 
When he gets back, he needs to finish the season, finish the season strong. I want to get on the Tua train, but I can't do it with all these things popping up. All no, the I, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, Zach Moss, concussion protocol. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but the but the big thing here is the both the top Patriots running backs, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harrison, they both exited the game in the fourth quarter with, um, with head injuries, believed to be um, concussions. Um, we'll just have to see how it goes there. JJ Taylor and Brandon Bolden owners need to be aware. Absolutely. I like Brandon Bolden there to fill in. If any of these guys are going to miss any time, Me too. I, I don't love new England running backs, but if, if the bill check has one on the roster, he's going to have to go with it. So yeah. I think that's one way to, uh, hit some predictability. Otherwise here, let's talk about some high performance players of the week, Steve. <laughs> Your I-80 Sports High Performance Players of the Week. And the first player, I needed a boom-bust pick, and I benched him for a player who scored six fantasy points. That player is James Conner. He went 21 rushes, 96 yards, two touchdowns. He also had five catches for 77 and a touchdown. One of the best running back stat lines of the season in a single game. His 26 total touches were the same number of pass attempts Colt McCoy had on this offense in the same game. This bumps him up to running back eight on the season, running back three over the past four weeks. It is James Conner time. He's still relatively touchdown dependent, so I, I am yeah, hesitant in, in playing that. But that's always been James Conner's thing, and I think when people like me drafted a lot of James Conner, we knew that was going to have to happen. He's done it so far. Running back three of the past four weeks, James Conner, it's time to stop playing with him. Just set him and forget him, and if the game script doesn't go your way, that's what you drafted. You, you bought that risk when you signed up for it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, this is his first 100-yard game. Uh, obviously not splitting time with Chase Edmonds because he went down with the ankle injury. Obviously helped his chances a little bit here. Uh, you know, that that was just it, – it, it was just a great performance. My my high-performance player, I, I've, I've just got to stick with Cordell Patterson. You know, he continues to just be matchup proof this season. You know, he had nine, he had nine carries for 10 yards, but then he had, he caught all six of his passes for 126 yards. The only blemish on, on his performance was that fumble, but Patterson is currently still running back six on the season. Because yes, I still have him as a running back. There, I keep on getting people DMing me saying that um, that you know Patterson needs to be considered a wide receiver. No, he is he is their running back. He is both, and he should be eligible for both. There's a rule in fantasy he baseball that he is the sleeper. NFL can't get behind, and the rule in fantasy baseball is you need like six starts at a position, and you become eligible for that position out of a 162 game season. So why not, if someone takes 10 snaps a game out of the backfield, would they not then be considered a running back? I think a lot of players should be considered dual eligible. A lot of tight ends should be considered wide receiver. Um, mm -hmm. And if a wide receiver blocks enough, call him a tight end. I don't care. I think there, there is room in this sport for multiple positions or multiple matchups. And Cordell Patterson, I don't care if he's a running back or a wide receiver. He's a weapon, and he's our high-performance player of the week. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit on that for the sole reason of it, you know there there are not many of those just straight gadget players like Cordello Patterson, um it, you know it, it, it there it, I I agree that some tight ends should be considered wide receivers Travis Kelsey Darren Waller and George Kittle all I agree you should have that tight end wide receiver flex 
But with running backs and wide receiver flex, that's a different story for me because that why not? Here's one for you too. Why not have tight ends and slot receivers together in a category and have inside receiver, outside receiver? That's something we could go with too. You know, let's get slotty on it and uh, get some of those players some recognition they deserve. Okay. Enough about position eligibility. We have more high-performance players, and mine is going to be Joe Mixon. He's running back three-and-a-half PPR through the first nine weeks of the 21 season, and a lot of that has to do with the nine touchdowns he's gotten, two in each of the last two weeks. He's averaging 48 yards and 52 receiving yards over the last two weeks. That's 100 yards a game, and he's about the only thing the Bengals did right. We're going to get to more on that later, but Joe Mixon definitely deserves to be a great player this week. Yeah, running back three on the season. Uh, you know, I I was wrong on him. I I I I was so out on him this season in the off season. I made so many. Uh, in the so hater much aid right was on, pouring. I I'll yes, but the I, was I, I mean he's number three running back on the season. The numbers are speaking for themselves. Good on him. And Good now on you're choking him. on it. He turned hater aid into wine. No, I'm just no. Hey, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, and and kudos to him. What do you got next? All right. I am going, I'm going with a guy that I've always really liked, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, everyone expected the Cowboys to come in and route the Broncos, and the reverse happened. Teddy B went 19 of 28 for 249 yards, a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and he also had that rushing touchdown. I also want to give out a, a, a small, small shout-out to Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, uh, he is fully back. While he did not have the most fantasy points for his team, he did have the most targets. He is back to being the number one wide receiver on this team. Love it. And I'm going to move on and talk about a defensive player now. We don't cover them too much, but just as important as the offense, especially when you have a performance like this, Xavier McKinney from the Giants. Two interceptions that played pivotal in their 23-16 to win over the Raiders. Giants are going to need those last two years, first-round picks, the young guys. Tony, mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, Daniel Jones, Saquon, Dexter Lawrence. They're going to need those guys to step up if they're going to have any success. The best teams have first-round contributors, and Xavier McKinney has been getting better each week. This week, two interceptions, and for me, he had a huge role in that Giants win. Love it. I, I, I'm just wondering, uh, do you do you happen to know what those IDP numbers would be if it, if it was like an IDP league? I do not. Well, while I, why don't you do that while I'm while I'm talking about my next guy? Because uh, I'm just curious. So Donovan, my my next person is Donovan Peoples Jones. The Browns they have a lot of wide receivers outside of Jarvis Landry, and you know we're all wondering which one is going to take that next step into the OB, OBJ X route role. And Donovan Peoples Jones had um, plenty. You know he had that pretty 68 yard long bomb touchdown. Um, I was to see. I'm excited to see what other receivers there will be. I really like Schwartz. Uh, I I really think that he can be a contributor. Again, he was a second day wide receiver. Those second day wide receivers, you want to get them in sooner than later. Rashad Higgins, he's been a target on and off for Baker Mayfield. So I'm really excited to see what this Browns offense can look like when they get some offensive consistency. IDP stats are not out yet, but Xavier McKinney is, I think, 52nd defensive back on the season, but 22nd over the last three weeks. Nice. His weeks come out this, and uh, I assume he was one of the top five of this past weekend. So I looked him to break that uh, top 24 and really become a contributor down the rest of the season. So shout out to our IDP guys. Let us know what you think about Xavier McKinney from the New York Giants as we get into our traffic jam. 
The highway is full of letdowns and disappointments. Here's our flat tire picks. A segment so new I got its name wrong. Here we're talking about some letdowns of the week. When you're driving down Route 80 and you get a flat tire, that's yeah. a bummer. Let's yeah. talk about who bummed us out this week, Steve. Yeah, uh, and and so my first one is going to be Austin Eckler versus the Eagles. The Eagles were giving up, on average, 102.1 yards per game to opposing running backs, and and if they were receiver, they were also receiving back 46.89 yards per catch um, when they were receiving out of the backfield. Eckler, who has been virtually match-proof all season, went against this weak rushing defense and only scored 9.7 points. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I, I have a lot going in on Eckler this season, and that's not the performance I wanted, especially against this Eagles team. I needed a good 25, 30 points, and I thought he was going to get there. Definitely a letdown, but not as big of a letdown as uh, the Bengals in Week 9, uh, getting the woodshed taken to them 41-16 to 16 by the Brownies. Oh, Burrow was off. He threw two picks in, and a fumble, including that 99-yard interception that should have just been... It wouldn't have even been a safety, but he scrambled out of the end zone, threw the ball that he never should have let go of, and yeah. uh, gave up six points on the other side of the ball. I mean, you got to play uh, the team in front of you. You can't look ahead. Bengals should be 6-3, and three, but they, I don't think they took the Browns as seriously as they should have. Baker had looked poor in the past, but... This Bengals team got taken to them. They did not look good this week. They had Joe Mixon, and that's about all. Without Joe Mixon, they would have scored three points. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, so my my next one is oh boy, <laughs> this one's this one's pretty loaded. Quarterbacks. So, yeah, so. I'm I, I'm I'm going with three of the top four quarterbacks in the league right now: um, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford. Allen, Mahomes, and Stafford are number one, two, and four, uh, are the number one, two, and four quarterbacks, respectively, in fantasy right now. And each player this week scored 10.56, 10.44, and 15.06 in half PPR, respectively. Mahomes, though, I, I, I want to touch on Mahomes because this is where it's starting to get real concerning. Because for me, for me, his average points per average, uh, his average points per game, sorry, has dropped. He His last three games, he has averaged 10.39 points per game. The Chiefs offense is, start, is, is starting to look like that implosion we saw from the Steelers week 12 onward last season. But And, and we, we have to hope that these issues get fixed sooner rather than later. And they played the Packers, the Giants, and the Titans, two defenses that are all right but can definitely get thrown on. If you exactly. drafted Mahomes first round in your league, you are losing at fantasy football. And I hate to say I told you so. He was not my top – he wasn't a top three quarterback on my board, but mm -hmm. he certainly wasn't a first, fifth-round pick on my board. you got to take quarterbacks late. If you're following us, you follow the game plan, you followed my cheat sheet, you're not yeah. losing at fantasy football. Go out yeah. there and find a league. My name is uh, ID Sports Bob on Sleeper on ESPN. Find a league where I have a losing record. There's one. <laughs> There's one, and it's a dynasty league. You're not going to find it, and it's because I'm not making, I'm not losing leagues in the first round. And if you drafted <laughs> Mahomes in the first round, you're losing your league this year. Um, I do want to uh, kick in the kneecaps to that Bills Jacksonville game. 
six to nine with the Jacksonville Jaguars winning. What a stinker. Not only did Jacksonville win outright, but covered their 14 and a half point spread. <laughs> um, lots of lots of unwatchable ball this weekend. And I really wasn't happy with the product the NFL's put on the field really the past two or three weeks, especially during decision day for Major League Soccer, which quite honestly, I watched a whole lot more of and uh, comment, commentated a whole lot more on, but just yeah. a lot of unwatchable football this weekend. And, uh, and these three quarterbacks uh, are part of the reason why. Unwatchable or just more competitive? Because six to nine with, uh, but but I'm talking I'm talking goals. about I'm talking about the fact that the NFL has just looked way more competitive um, these last few games. By the way, um, Steelers just got a takeaway for uh, um, from Justin Fields and and they have a sack. So there's your 13 points right there, Curb. So you know just gotta just gotta hope that looking the it up. Bears it's don't looking score. Up. <laughs> and let's talk about my last disappointment of the week and this will go to our last flat tire player i had to look up the name of our segment again it's so new uh, so fresh off the presses cd lamb two for 23 this is the second time this season he's had under 25 yards all sandwiched by very good performances he's wide receiver nine on the season but he's had 14 plus points only three times and he's been under 10 points another three times so cd lamb is becoming uh, he's becoming Amari Cooper. They these get these guys locker rooms away from each other. They should not be taking the bus to work together. They should not be hanging out because it's rubbing off. That Amari Cooper stank from the past four seasons that he finally got off is now on CD Lamb. Yeah, and guess who traded for CD Lamb in in the in the our league of record this week? Me. You know, thinking thinking, oh, he's who had CD Lamb. No, I did not. I traded. Who had CD Lamb? Who did? Uh, um. Oh man, I I don't know. You're it was me. It was me. Tag, you're it. Let's talk. Let's take a look I at the rear view mirror. I didn't get it from the I eighty Sports rear view, where we take a look back at topics from last week's show. Now, last week it was a big game for Nick Chubb. I called that on our Sunday afternoon uh, on the wire here. 14 rushes, 137 yards, two touchdowns, also two for 26 receiving. Apparently from the first drive, we knew he was going to get fed, and he did so with 9.8 yards per carry, including breaking off a 70-yarder. Without that 70-yarder, maybe not a great week, but Nick Chubb absolutely was a great call. I had him in all my DFS lineups, and he was rock solid. Maybe not the mega star performance you might have looked for, but he put up the points, one of the top running backs of the week. Yeah, yeah. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is just old reliable. You can't, you, you really just can't go wrong with him. He's, he's, you just, he's one of those just set him and start him and don't forget to, and you can just forget it. Old reliable at twenty five years old. Old man Winter over here. Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a little, a little here. I'm gonna throw in another um, rear view pick. And I'm 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 gonna go with Cole Beasley here. This is one that I was wrong on because I I thought that Cole Beasley was not gonna get any work at all. Um, he actually did in half PPR put up a modest fantasy stat. In full PPR, he got over ten points, but in half PPR, he got seven point three. Um, he is wide receiver thirty five on the season. And he just keeps on rising ever since ever since week ever since week six. He has been averaging a ton of targets. So if, if he's out there on your waiver wire, you need to pick him up. Yes, pick him up. And then he could be the next Aaron Rodgers in two weeks because he's shouting his <laughs> mouth off too. 
Uh, I'm going to go with um, two underperforming backfields as my rear view mirror picks guys I said to stay away from. Miles Gaskin. He had everything set up for him to have a great game, but I know Miles Gaskin, and he's not a great football player. He had 20 rushes, 34 yards, including mm-hmm. a whopping six-yarder. If you remove that six-yard rush, that means the other 19 rushes were for 28 total yards or 1.47 yards per carry. That You can yeah. put a high school running back in the game. You could pull someone out of the stands, and they'll run for you know 1.3 yards. So you're not getting much out of Gaskin that you're not getting out of literally any other human being on the planet. Shame on mm-hmm. him. Shame on – it. just just stop with that. Get up, get better. Just get better. And the next mm-hmm. one is the lack of the Falcons run game versus the Saints. I called this live on air. I said, stay away from everyone. Nothing is going to happen. They Except ran the ball Patterson. 25 times for 33 yards. 25 times, 33 yards. Um, heading into this game, the Saints have the number two running back defense. Probably their number one right now. Atlanta has no traditional run game. It's all gimmicks and old men. Uh, this one you could see from a mile away. Matt Ryan was going to have to throw a million times, and he did. And he threw to Cordero Patterson, who might kind of be a running back in your league settings if you have him there. And if not, then maybe he isn't. But the running game, the traditional running game, 25 rushes, 33 yards. Falcons. I I I could in the off season you're gonna have you're gonna have Marlon Mack you're gonna have Ronald Jones you're gonna have a few other you're gonna have a few other running backs out there I could I could totally see uh you know Marlon Mack and Ronald Jones making these backfields better it's like because, Devonta Freeman had like the curse of the Bambino on them like Falcons are destined to bad <laughs> running back play now I don't know yeah what it is. well. Uh, my last, my last rear view was, you know, I, I had said at the end of the stream that there, that there is the possibility of a lot of upset picks this week. And I put, and I put dollar bets on some of those upset picks and I got four of them. Titans upsetting the Rams, the Cardinals upsetting the 49ers because they were down Kyler Murray, the big one. I put down a dollar and won almost $8 on the Jaguars upsetting the Bills. And then, you know, I I, I just had a feeling that the Browns were going to beat the Bengals. So, I, I like, getting four of those upset picks right, like, I'm really feeling myself right now. I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm sure uh, your your pocket is much heavier for it. You can go buy a coffee this weekend, uh, <laughs> take your girlfriend somewhere nice like the uh, McDonald's dollar menu. Beautiful. <laughs> Steve, any final words? Uh, no, let's uh, let's enjoy this Steelers Bears game. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>